0: Thank you for listening to the Lunchpail Guys podcast. If you enjoy the show and want to support us, the best ways are to leave a five-star review and subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us on Twitter or Instagram at lunchpailguys
1: underscore. Hello and welcome back to the Lunchpail Guys podcast. I am your host, Wyatt, co-hosting alongside Lucas, Jared, Bart, no Aiden this week. Before we get into the main topics, we're going to go over some news that we missed. Best March Madness moments. Furman buzzer beater over Virginia. Is that probably the, the top of it?
0: I mean, there was also the the other upsets, but I liked this mm-hmm. one because it's the only one I picked right, and the other upsets just completely <laughs> of the bracket. I don't no, think anybody super... picks anything right. Right. Yeah. This game was that. My... Furman game was super fun, though, because they were losing pretty much the entire game, and then mm-hmm. they kind of came back at the end. And then Virginia threw it away. It was it was honestly pretty crazy buzzer-beater. It was very fun.
2: Yeah. Well, and too, like, Virginia has been historically awful in a tournament recently, too. So this <laughs> is just another one. And so is Purdue. Purdue becoming the second-ever one seed to lose to a 16 seed. Pretty crazy. And then I saw a stat that the only mm-hmm. time either of them have not lost in the first round in, like, the last five or six years was when they played each other in the Elite Eight. <laughs> and UVA won the national championship. And that was in 2019. But other than that... They've had first round exits or lost to or either had a first round exit or lost to a double digit seed every year since like twenty seventeen
3: or twenty eighteen. It's kinda crazy. Wow. wow. Yeah. They should they should stop participating. <laughs> so bad luck.
2: But I don't know, my brackets, you know, could have been could have gone better. My winner's uh,
0: still in at least.
2: Go, goes mine eggs. is
3: yeah. Mine Houston, is not. Houston I still survives. Yeah, Markella yeah, that was tough.
2: I don't know. I picked UCLA in the final, and they're still in it. so Okay. We'll see. 39th percentile and going strong. I'm at like 63 now. That's like pretty good for me. I, I everybody like knows you
3: only look at max. Nobody cares about percentile. <laughs> exactly.
1: According to Ian Rappaport, the DeAndre Hopkins trade machine is heating up. That's basically as far as the report goes. There's no report necessarily of who is kind of putting their name in the hat there. It's just the fact that DeAndre Hopkins might be here soon the world baseball classic includes japan beat usa in the finals no longer america's game is that is that the final verdict of that
3: <laughs> yes it's o- otani's game yeah
2: it is i mean like the, the ending moment of otani versus mike trout bottom of the ninth two outs otani pitching mike trout at bat and otani struck him out which is like a, a passing like of the an torch. all-time great moment yeah, I don't know. I had I had no investment in the World Baseball Classic going in, and then I watched like a few games, and I was kind of hooked. It was, it was me pretty too. Fun, it was fun. Yeah, I agree. It was very fun. I don't know. I cannot confirm or deny the validity of this, so take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> but Barstool tweeted out that ninety-seven percent of televisions were tuned into the World Baseball Classic in Japan for the final last night. That what? seems a 98? lot. Like not likely. <laughs> yeah, but. who am i to judge who is Uh, spreading misinformation that sounds like a joke so
0: (laughs) but maybe like only a slight exaggerate or it's an exaggeration but i'm sure a lot of people were watching in japan
2: yeah because i think like when when puerto rico played the dominican republic in like the quarterfinals like 61 of all tvs in puerto rico were tuned into the game which seems like more within the realm of possibility (laughs) of like a high percentage of people watching something yeah but i don't know according to barstool 90 something
3: percent watched so who knows yeah i don't know if barstool is my (laughs) pinnacle of reliable credible reporting but it's
2: not but
3: (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah
2: i'm here to spread misinformation if if that is incorrect well
3: i mean for that to have happened like the japanese government would have had to basically say like every channel needs to broadcast this i feel like so like is that out of the realm of possibility no but i doubt it yeah i don't know
1: ohio state held their pro day today the shorts Olympics. I did not see a clip today, though, of CJ Stroud rolling out to his left, thrown across his body. So we'll save that for next week. Um, actually, I think Bryce Young is tomorrow, and Will Levis is this Friday.
0: Okay, so that's where it's happening. I want to say that that's true.
1: <laughs> I also, I was listening to the podcast. You guys don't pronounce Will Levis's name right. You say it's Levis. It's just Aiden. It's just I, Aiden. Levis.
3: I swear. I I've swear never known how to right. say it.
2: Yeah, I think somebody <laughs> said that for the first time, and I just believed that they were correct. Did not cross-check
3: so. <laughs> is it so apologies is it like definitively objectively Levis?
1: yeah I think Levi's. so at least okay. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm saying it is right now Um, I think Ohio State's oh pro gosh. day had the most teams there they had I guess there were 14 representatives for the Panthers there is what the, the number what? I read which was the most that any team has sent to any pro day I think that that's the, the true stat Quarterback coach Josh McCown for the Carolina Panthers told Stroud, we'll have to find a court once you move out to Charlotte. Kind of teasing a little bit what that number one overall pick might be. (laughs) And uh, speaking of pro days, Cam Newton had a second one. He threw for Auburn this last week. He said, ain't no way there are 32 mother effers better than me. (laughs) I think there is a way, to be (laughs) honest. I think he's the. there's no way that he is better than 32 quarterbacks right now just to keep just to be honest yeah yeah
2: sorry cam sorry dude. i like his confidence though yeah
1: yeah you gotta believe in yourself i feel You're like he said f- didn't he say something
3: really similar
1: he it's like yeah. a once a year thing i think it's <laughs> part of his media contract he has to say it okay he has to go out and say like there's say no way line. i shouldn't belong on a roster yeah <laughs> I'd rather than
0: simpsons line. meme like say the line <laughs>
1: <laughs> but moving into the main topics, we're going to talk about Lamar Jackson. One of the 32 better than cam um, the Ravens QB was franchise tagged by Baltimore at the beginning of this offseason. It was a non-exclusive franchise tag, paying him only $32 million a year. He's up for grabs though. However, the former MVP has yet to reach a deal with any team, including the Ravens. Bart, we're going to kick it to you. Why have teams soured so far on the star quarterback?
3: I think it's a few things. Uh, I think the biggest thing, though, is his expectations. I'll start with that. Uh, like, just his expectations in terms of what this contract should be. I read that last, before last season even started, the Ravens offered him a $133 million guaranteed contract. It was actually like 175 million or something like that. But he turned that down. It's funny because he turned that down, and that alone would have been the sixth highest average contract for a quarterback and the second most guaranteed money. And he still was like, no, that's not good enough. So I know we've talked a lot about it, but clearly the Deshaun Watson contract is affecting things here. Uh, it's affecting like what Lamar thinks he's going to get, but it's also like the owners clearly don't want to ever do the Deshaun Watson contract again. Like the, the, multiple owners have said something to that effect, right? Wow. Um, and so, and they know like if we can if we give this to Lamar, then Justin Herbert's going to get the same thing. and Joe Burrow's going to get the same thing. Yada yada yada. And so it's kind of like whether or not Lamar is qualified to get a similar contract is not really the point because owners are basically going to refuse to do that. And so there's a disconnect between what Lamar is expecting to get and what anybody wants to give him. I also think his injuries uh, play a role in this and like his lack of playoff success, because like two years ago, he got hurt near the end of the season. They lost the rest of the games and then they missed the playoffs. This past season, he got hurt near the end of the season again. They didn't he didn't play in the playoffs. They lost their first game. He's one in three in playoff games that he does play in. So I also think owners are like, okay, you want all this guaranteed money, but like you're not even, you know, leading the Ravens to playoff wins. And then this is kind of circular, but like the last reason is that the suitors are just running out. Like other teams that would have been qualified to get him are slowly dwindling, right? Like the Jets, they're going to get Aaron Rodgers apparently. Raiders got Jimmy G. Carolina jumped up to number one to quote unquote get their guy, yada, yada, yada. So like the number of teams who literally are even in the running are just Running out, and so he's gonna get probably be stuck with the Ravens. I think it's admirable that he wants to do the whole no agent thing, but I feel like it's kind of biting him here because, like, an agent I think would have helped him calm down and kind of have a better understanding of what he should be asking for. And right now, it's just like nobody is aligned with what he wants to get. So,
0: I also think an agent would help him control the narrative a little bit more too where like they can start leaking out stories that like mm-hmm. oh this team's interested in him where like when you don't have mm-hmm. an agent I don't know how you're how you're doing that as a player like what are your sources who are your sources that you're leaking this to Um, so yeah I, I think like people have said something like maybe some agent comes in and says like I'll take no money on this deal Um, to like kind of get you what you want but on the next deal I'm taking like a bigger cut or something if that's like I don't know I think it's the I'm assuming that the reason Lamar doesn't want to agent is he doesn't want to share the pot right but
3: yeah
2: yeah oh and i think like an agent too would be so useful in the fact that like they're there for you like on everything like the fact that he's just sort of like negotiating the contract alone he doesn't have like spin control and all that just i think plays a a relatively large role in how all this is going and i actually learned this recently my sports law class i think agents are capped at like three percent in the NFL of like total contract amount too. So it's like relatively low. So that seems like kind of a good investment Mm -hmm. as to
1: like hiring an agent. Right. And I think Jared, back to what you said about controlling the narrative, the biggest component in this entire saga for me is the mystery regarding and what Lamar Jackson actually wants. Bart, you, you'd mentioned a contract that he had turned down. We have no idea whether that's true or not, and uh, we have no idea what his real demands are. He did allude to the, for three years, $133 million guaranteed contract that the Ravens wanted to give him. Uh, that would have put him pretty high up, like he said, Bart. But mainly it's like, if, if he had an agent, something would get leaked out that the Ravens offered him diddly squat when it comes to a contract, or that he's not looking for a fully guaranteed contract. When it's him and he has to go out there and tweet, I know he's rep- representing himself, but it doesn't necessarily come across the same way when it comes to a report. Like it's there's too much animosity or just too much left and amb- big ambiguity in the air about what it actually looks like for the Ravens and, and Lamar Jackson. Does he want two hundred million dollars guaranteed? Nobody's gonna do that. The the Browns were the only team that said. Yeah, we'll give you a full guaranteed deal to Lamar or to Deshaun Watson. When he when that came out, the Panthers said no way, the Falcons said no way. And if he wants two hundred million dollars guaranteed, I mean that's asking way above what the next highest guaranteed money is, which is Russell Wilson, at one hundred sixty-five million dollars. If he got one hundred sixty-five, that'd be fine. But it also looks like a bad contract too, so doesn't really help out his case. But. I mean, with Russell Wilson and with Kyler Murray, they both have been said that we are not going to play by the terms that the Browns have set. The Browns have to live and die by the sword that they've pulled, and we're not going to be another person who gets into that same market. And I I totally understand that. Um, Here's the other problem with this, and maybe this is part of Lamar Jackson not having an agent as well. Lamar can't negotiate contracts during the season. He's not going to dedicate as much time get a contract done because he said that the cutoff date was like week one, a couple weeks ago or a couple or last year. Right. An agent goes in, they go, they do all the dirty work and they just put the offer on your desk and you say, okay, yeah, I'll take that. Right. He can't do that. And Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen and Kyler Murray were all star quarterbacks. who got signed three in year three. That deal probably could have been done if he had an agent and he was able to represent himself during the season. Now he's limited to a shorter window, and it just looks worse. Yeah, he, he ends up getting time. less
0: leverage because of how, getting hurt. And not having a good season.
1: Yeah, it's just it's. I I think both sides have handled this very poorly, if you ask me. I, I and you know what the part of the problem here with the Ravens is that they have decided to prove themselves right by alienating their star quarterback by saying we don't think you're worth that much money. Why don't you go see if you're worth that much money, and now it's like yeah they 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 get it right that <clears throat> nobody else is really gonna diving at his feet to give him a contract, but for what mm-hmm. now now what? now he has to come back disgruntled, maybe disengaged, like he he he's not dedicating nearly as much time as he should like I'm sure he feels disrespected by the Ravens by the way that they've ha- they've managed this whole thing. they couldn't even give him the exclusive franchise offer,
3: yeah, but I guess he I mean, he must kind of feel disrespected by the entire league at this point because nobody wants to give him what he wants. (laughs) So it's kind of funny.
1: I think that there is an element outside of that of teams aren't going to do the dirty work for the Ravens. It's not easy to negotiate a contract with somebody. It is often a week or two's worth of work, a lot of dialogue, a lot of writing. You get all that stuff done, and then the Ravens just get get to say, yeah, okay, we'll do that and then they don't, they don't have to do anything. I don't think anybody is really interested in doing that for the Ravens or on their behalf. Plus, right now in free agency, if Lamar Jackson were to agree to a deal with, let's say, the Atlanta Falcons, that cap hit stays on their cap for five days, the entire five days that the Ravens get a chance to match that offer, which means that they're basically eliminated entirely from adding anybody else onto that team. And In fact, they probably have to cut people in order to make it work right? And most teams right now can't really do that. They can't go out and just cut a bunch of people or hold off and wait until the Ravens decide that they want to do what they want to do. Lastly, I think it's smart if the Falcons, and I'm specifically pointing at the Falcons, don't use this year's first round pick to trade for Lamar Jackson. They don't have to. If they wait the day after the first round, they can trade next year's first round pick in the year after that instead of pick 8 and whatever next year it is he's probably mm-hmm. trading pick 18 and then pick 25 the year after that mm-hmm. right and you give Lamar <laughs> you give a you add a top 10 player onto this year's roster with Lamar Jackson and then you just continue to build from there i think it'd be smart if one of those teams waited this one out is there an ideal landing spot for Lamar Jackson right now out of all of the realistic available options
0: baltimore probably <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It yeah. just it seems like it's going to be too difficult to, to go to anywhere else at this point. The,
3: the Colts are yeah. another team that I think would make sense. Yeah. yeah They're getting mentioned so. a lot, but yeah. It's going to be hard. I mean, the two, yeah, the contract is one thing in the two first round picks. So mm-hmm. It's going to be hard.
2: Yeah. Um, I, I think the Titans are the second betting favorites now. I don't think that's a terrible landing spot either um given him i think pairing with derrick henry would be good but again it's just like making the contract work and the picks and all that is just mm-hmm. another thing who knows
0: i don't really know if the titans window is that open either <laughs> i don't know if like you I think, to that, yeah, I think I that i think that they
1: know it's closed as well yeah i think that they're going to oh. start moving some people away i do too like there's mm-hmm. chatter about including Derek derrick henry, henry oh, yeah. at some point
3: yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah mm-hmm. Jared, do you think it's possible for him to go back to Baltimore, or has this damaged his relationship with the Ravens?
0: I think I think you get an agent and you let them like that's you just be like teammate Lamar. I think it's definitely possible. I think if you, if you're still trying to do all the negotiations and then like I don't know, that I think that's gonna make it difficult. But like Bart said, the whole league has disrespected you at this point too. So you just kind of go out there with mm-hmm. something to prove and like show them what you're worth this year hopefully bet on yourself again and have a good year and we'll see. I think it's possible.
1: It's a little different with the league because yeah. if, if I, if I were in a public place and my own girlfriend, splashed a drink in my face, I would be like, I can't believe you've publicly disrespected me. If a random stranger did it to me <laughs> and it essentially was what they are, I'd be like, you know what? I'm not necessarily a huge fan of you, but like you don't really owe me that level of respect you know what i'm saying like the ravens at least should not be embarrassing him in the way that they are if they really plan on having a healthy relationship with him that's all
0: yeah and it also depends on if lamar feels like he's been embarrassed necessarily you know what i mean i don't know we don't we don't hear from him so we don't know i guess
1: yep gotta delete your uh delete all pictures regarding the ravens on your instagram and take <laughs> them out closet. your bio that's the move. i
0: hate that i hate when they do that it's like why that's so much work first off like you, you should be working out or something not like going through your freaking instagram and <laughs> unliking all your posts mm-hmm.
1: changing all of your captions <laughs> or you like a cryptic tweet that says like that's like a photoshop of lamar in a different uniform mm-hmm. or you put just the two eye emojis something <laughs> like that
3: Exactly. That's all you need.
1: There's ways to this. Hire me, Lamar. I'm, I'm available. I got I got the cheat codes right here for free.
3: But for a cut of the next contract.
1: Yeah, next one. Before we move on to our next topic, let's go ahead and hear a little ad read. The biggest tournament in college basketball is underway, and the action is just getting started on DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame money line, bet, and score 150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine bets for a shot for an even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odd boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day to see what they have in store. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up with code TPPN right now. New customers can bet just $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code T-P-P-N. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, we are back. We're going to do two teams this week in our Now What segment. Teams five and six are up, so that means the Broncos and the Rams, uh, neither of which own their first-round pick. Um, as of right now, the Broncos and the Rams are, have the Magic 8-ball for what glance... They have into their own future. Mm-hmm. Jared, let's start with the Broncos at pick five. Technically, how do the Broncos turn the ship around? I feel
0: like they've already done a pretty good job, to be honest. Um, I, obviously Broncos country wants to get off the ride that they were from last season and onto a, a brand new one. And I think they're they're in going in the right direction. Obviously, first step of hiring Sean Payton, um, was great. But also the fact that he's saying like Team Three is going to be less involved in the building. Like we're putting a stop to this like whole. He gets his own office, all that stuff. I think it's a very good first step. Of course, the next biggest uh, addition we're all thinking it is Jarrett Stidham uh, from the offseason. No. Actual good additions, though. <laughs> they got Notre Dame alum Mike McGlinchey, at right tackle, Ben Powers, and left guard um, to try to bolster their pass protection. Also, there's a good all-around lineman, too, so it'll bolster their run game, which, Wyatt, I know you're a big fan of because you don't think Russell Wilson is that good without a run game. But um, offensive line wise, like they allowed the most sacks in the league last year at sixty three, so that was their biggest position need. They filled it. They got some Ajay P. Ryan too. A lot of people are like he's a great uh, blocking uh, running back, and he's a pretty good he was a pretty good fantasy running back too, so he can get you some points. A lot of people liked Zach Allen uh, on the defensive line, defensive end as well because he's pretty young, um, and like they say, oh, he's a beast. He's gonna disrupt everything. Um, I mean, the criticism of their offseason has basically been that they overpaid for free agents. But I guess people say the rebuttal is going to be you're going to overpay. You either overpay, you don't get anybody. So at this point, I think it's fine. Kind of going on to like the next question. You're stuck. You're stuck with Russell Wilson. Like, I don't y- you can have him on a short leash play calling wise. But like, he's your quarterback unless you want to pay one hundred seven million dollars on your or unless you want to have one hundred seven million dollars on your salary that you just can't do anything with salary cap that you can't do anything with so, I think with like even Sean Payton when he was talking with Colin Coward, he's been talking about establishing the running game more. So I think that is something they're they're definitely going to want to do. Um, and I think this is a playoff team, to be honest, next year. Yeah,
2: I think it's definitely possible. Although I have heard some criticism of the McGlinchey deal as especially an egregious overpay. Um, but that being said, like they did have to improve the line. I mean, there's the stat about how last year what they. They would have won six more games i think i just went and recounted it if they had just scored 20 points in each game so they realize that they're like issues are on the offensive end and i think that right you improve the line is one easy way to do that you improve blocking in your run game p Ryan is a good addition McGlinchy is a good addition even if it's a ludicrous overpay in some respects. so i mean they are at least doing the steps of like diagnosing their problems and working towards it but I don't know. We'll see. I think Peyton's obviously the best head coaching hire in the offseason, and I'm curious to see what he can do, and how Russ plays this year with a more experienced coach than
3: he had last year Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, I I still hope Hackett gets another chance, but yeah, I I was going to say, they were also the second most affected team by injuries last year, so that should help just by default. Mm -hmm. I've heard some talks about them considering trading Jerry Judy, but I feel like Judy and Sutton is like a pretty decent starting set of receivers with Sean Payton and, yeah, unless, gonna be fine.
1: unless they're going to go out and get DeAndre Hopkins or something like that I don't see the clear upgrade for them to yeah. move on and look I think Jerry Judy does leave a little bit to be desired <laughs> as a first round wide receiver however I'm not nec- like who else are they going to get Elijah Moore just got traded right but I mean like what you got to go get Amari Cooper or something like that like mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a glaring better option given the situation where this team is at because he's not costing you anything any really unless you can get a first-round pick for him i don't see what 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 really would be the benefit of moving on from him
0: right and the broncos are apparently asking for a first-round pick too that'd be i feel like that'd be crazy to make that trade but uh, for any other team to Mm -hmm. make that trade Mm -hmm. but yeah i don't think you should give up on if you're the broncos you shouldn't give up on jerry judy um especially because he hasn't had a good quarterback yet I mean, he had Drew Lock throwing to him. He had freaking mm-hmm. Russell, like washed up Russell Wilson, throwing to him. So I think you gotta give him a sh- you gotta give him a chance. And like Russell Wilson, like obviously had DK Metcalf in the latter half, but like he was he was making names out of like Tyler Lockett and like Jermaine Curse. Those guys, you know what I mean?
1: Doug Baldwin.
0: Yeah, Doug Baldwin, mm-hmm. that, that an know.
1: forgotten guy. Doug- he was. He was great. Well, Tyler Lockett, Lockett is, disrespect here.
2: I yeah, I was gonna say Lockett has proven himself to be pretty good. Even but when but he did it, there. but like, he's, he's also
0: benefited from playing with Russell Wilson, though. No. I'm sure part of the reason he is good is because of no, the yeah, is. Yeah. you know what I mean.
3: I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But you're you're all right. Both of you guys are right, though, that he's like proven himself as a good wide receiver. I don't mean that as disrespect. I'm just saying like you don't need to have yeah, like yeah. you don't need to have DeAndre Hopkins. You don't need like an A lister necessarily.
1: What's really hurting them, I'm looking at their cap right now is this 11 million dollar cap hit from tim patrick he was like their fourth wide receiver (laughs) i don't understand why and he's still on the roster it would cost them nothing to get rid of him right now they see maybe it's because he's hurt they
0: see something (laughs) something.
1: i don't know he's 30 years old i I think you've seen enough
0: but i like this question too why the about does this roster solely rely on russell wilson recapturing his former elite play I say yes because every mm-hmm. roster in the league that wants to win a Super Bowl relies on their quarterback for elite play. Right? I yeah, mean, you just definitely. don't win it any, any other way in the yeah. NFL anymore. So you have to bank on Russell Wilson doing it. You have to.
1: Well, I mean, ask, ask the 49ers. They, haven't, made, they haven't done they it. Don't, they, they have certainly had more success than oh. a lot of other teams without elite quarterback. Mm-hmm. You they don't made think a Super Bowl? They That's made, nothing. That's I not mean, nothing they made yet. multiple. Your skill
0: position players are way better though than what the Broncos have too.
1: Right, but Russell Wilson leaves them in a very delicate situation where if he is awful, this team is awful. They don't have any, and this is like the Aaron Rodgers. If he doesn't play well, this team has nowhere to go, especially given the contract of, of what he has and how they're able to really get rid of him. Like they can't yeah, get they rid can. of him. So it's it's. He if he does not turn it around this year, what are they gonna do?
3: Pretend that he was decent and bring him back again.
1: I yeah. mean, yeah, it's like you're you're <laughs> basically you would basically be paying like and, and, and at the very least with the Shanahan thing, there was a point where Jimmy G was the highest paid quarterback in the league, but after a while, like he was getting paid twenty five million dollars a year and it was costing them almost nothing to play that, that that way. The reason why they were able to have so many sweet players is because they don't have quarterbacks who cost them a whole lot. Otherwise, you're paying Russell Wilson like fifty million dollars <laughs> to hand the ball off and to, mm-hmm. and to throw checkdowns. Well, like, yeah, you... its so unique that that he has had such a dramatic drop off that only I saw coming. Um, <laughs> you know that I, I don't under—they—they—they they, they have nowhere to go if if he doesn't start to pan out this year. They have absolutely nowhere to go.
0: I mean, yeah, you're right. But I think that that like that's the job of Sean Payton to do what Kyle Shanahan does for Brock Purdy or for, you know, whoever their quarterback's gonna be next year. Make it easy on them. I think Sean Payton's good enough to do that.
1: <laughs> I mean, he made something out of a... That old Drew Brees guy? taste some hell. <laughs> wow. I mean that's the hope is that you can. Yeah. But also Drew Brees just wasn't Weird. I don't know. corny. Drew Brees is Drew Brees, and Russell Wilson is doing a Drew Brees impersonation. (laughs) Okay. Poorly. We're going to move on to pick six. I'm going to take this one. Where do the Rams go from here? And basically, they go in the direction that they were going this entire offseason. Offload some of those bad contracts. At least, Jalen Ramsey wasn't a bad contract, but he is an expensive piece for a team that is not looking to compete right now. Cooper Cup, untradeable. Not necessarily from like a, a contract standpoint, but from the fact that he is probably one of the three best wide receivers in the league. He's only 30 years old, and his cap hit isn't terrible to the point where you can't keep him around and use him as a cornerstone. Aaron Donald is 32 years old. I'd still keep him. He's still one of the best at his position. Um, not necessarily at the level where he's the best player in the league anymore, but he still is a cornerstone for that team He's not necessarily untradeable in in that, or he's not like from a contract standpoint. He's just fine at $26 million a year. Allen Robinson right now, and I know that they're trying to trade him, $18 million cap hit this year. If they were to cut him, it would cost them $8 million against their cap, which by the way is $8 million that they don't really have to spend. They have $8,407,000 on their available cap space right now. So they can't really move on from Allen Robinson outside of a trade I don't know who is going to trade them. So, I mean, maybe next year he's a cut candidate. But I really think that this team, now in 2024, when they have their own draft pick, is in a position to be the worst team (laughs) in the league. And I don't mean that from a negative standpoint. I think that they are in the Caleb Williams running. And that is going to have to include moving on from Matthew Stafford. I don't think that the Jets are... Locked into a corner of Aaron Rodgers. If the Packers want to play hardball, you can go in and talk to Lamar Jackson. And you can also go ahead and call the Rams and see what Matthew Stafford would cost. Probably not a first round pick. Probably wouldn't take very long to get the deal done. They'd take whatever you can give them. And you would just move on. And, and he's a relatively cheap cap hit at $20 million a year. Definitely a lot less than the $50 million Aaron Rodgers is going to be hitting you. Yeah. So, it's... It is important for the Rams now who have banked on top end star power. We trade our first round pick. We trade our first round pick. We keep trading our first round pick and we win a Super Bowl. They did it. And now it's at a point where it's over. And at least at the very least, they're not trading their 2024 first round pick for another player. They're going in the opposite direction where they look at themselves in the mirror, um, take notes, New Orleans and saying that we can't do this right now. We got to move on. And I think offloading the contracts of Jalen Ramsey right now as they did is good. Move on from Stafford. Find a way to move on from Robinson. Get Caleb Williams. I really think, I mean, imagine Caleb Williams with Sean McVay for the next 15 years. And then he, he comes in and he immediately has Cooper Cup. I think that that is entirely on the table. The
0: thing I think the thing I'd be worried about, though, is does that entice Sean McVay to want to stay or does that mean, like, I don't want to be on another losing team? Because he already was considering going to the booth like last year or this off season, so I don't know. Yeah. that would be my worries. Like, is Sean McVay on board for this? You got to tank to be zero seventeen. Like teams I are would... be tanking to go zero seventeen this year. You, like you have you have to do you have to commit. To well, yeah, I think if it's, you want Caleb Williams,
1: it's the Rams, and I think the Titans are in that same category where like we're we're what? just going. Yeah, I think the Titans are going to try to go Titans for are the one pick
0: To do that, I don't know.
1: Uh, uh, I think so. Mm. Wow. They have no offensive weapons. They're going to trade Derrick Henry. Ryan Tannehill has degressed the last two years. Their defense is good, but it's not like like it's it's not like they're loaded with ten, Like they're too talented to mm-hmm. fail. Their offense is awful, and we we saw it last year. But if Sean McVay was like, if we don't win a single game this year, I'm done. I'd be <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. If I could get Caleb Williams at the other end of that, I would take it, and I would find somebody else to coach him. <laughs> okay.
3: Hmm. The the McVeigh thing is weird. Like I was reading the Athletic, uh, like the beat their Ramsby writer had some stuff about this, and like she was saying basically, like the only reason they are even, it feels like they're doing this like half foot in, half foot out rebuild, and it seems like it's on McVeigh because like if McVeigh wasn't there, I think they would have already gotten rid of Cup and Donald as well. Been mm-hmm. um, like. Conversely, the only reason that McVeigh still wants to be coaching there is because they still have some pieces. So it seems weird to think that they are even considering being in the running for the first overall pick, because otherwise, I feel like McVeigh would have already left. I mean, yeah, like you were saying, you're like, I don't think he wants another losing season. And I apparently am higher on the Rams than you guys. So I did not think that they were even in that <laughs> conversation. <laughs> I know they were bad last year, but... Yeah. Okay. I guess we'll see. It's just weird. Like, it, it seems like maybe they might get bit by the fact that they wanted to keep McVeigh because maybe he leaves the next offseason. And then mm-hmm. they could, they all realize that they should have traded these studs when their value is higher. Really, some people are arguing it would have been best to trade them right after the Super Bowl win if they were going to end up rebuilding. Yeah. Anyway. You like, can. That's what's happened.
1: What <laughs> now? There's a yeah, run it back exactly. mentality that every Super Bowl winning team has. You can't just, like, oh, okay, well, it's that's over.
0: Jerry, Jerry Krause tried to do that with the yeah, Once bowls, you hear those,
1: didn't work. <laughs> Once you hear those run it back chants at the end of the parade, there's no way that you're, you think yeah. it's a bad idea. It's the best idea in the world at that point. But look, I think that there's going to be a point in the season where you look at Matthew Stafford and you say, I think it's time to just move on. They, like, we, if, if they don't win, if they don't start off hot, it's, let's just move on. Let's find, let's get some other pieces and then. We'll get a top draft pick, Caleb Williams, and go on from there.
0: Have they released the schedule yet for next year or no? I feel like there's no way the Rams start like 0-6. I feel like there's no way that happens.
1: They don't have the official schedule. They just have oh, opponents. Yeah. We know who they'll play, but we don't know when. I just feel where.
0: like there's no way the Rams start off 0-6 in a way where they can commit to a rebuild <laughs> and tanking for Caleb Williams.
3: I don't know.
1: I think like, I don't know if they're that mm-hmm. good. And I know that it's kind, of, it's kind of amplified because Cooper Cup missed some time. Yeah. But I just think that
3: yeah, all, all three of them missed time <laughs> down the stretch, I think.
1: Yeah, and Stafford missed a lot of time. But I, I, again, they did what they had to do. They traded for Ramsey. They, they Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald were there. They traded for Stafford, and they won a Super Bowl. It worked. Now, now it's like you have to look yourself in the mirror again, which I think they are doing, and saying it, it's time for the next era. Plus all these guys are 30 and up. Even like Tyler Higby is 30 years old. (laughs) Mm
3: -hmm. That's the name.
1: I mean he was on he was on this (laughs) list I'm looking at. But like that's just like their whatever tight end, you know.
3: Yeah. Well, hopefully we're not your whatever (laughs) podcast. In fact, (laughs) you can tell us we're not by smacking the subscribe button, giving us a five-star review, and most importantly, downloading this episode. Uh, We'll be back later this week. We'll be doing some NBA talk for you and some more NFL free agency talk. So thank you for listening, and we'll be back later this week.